welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logarth the Barbarian. And today I'm joined by my returning guest, Nick, the creator of Chain Assembly, and now the creator of Pilgrimage of the Penitent? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me again, Logar. Uh, okay. I'm always amazed how every episode you introduce yourself slightly differently. So <laughs> I was excited to hear the little change in it. <laughs> yeah. Logar, the barbarian. <laughs> Last time you were here, we talked about ready play games. <laughs> yeah. 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 How's that going right now? Uh, so um, the production is going to be finished at the end of the month, and nice. I'll be able to uh, likely distribute it to the backers about ninety days after that. So about a month ahead of schedule. And now we're gonna we're gonna dip our <laughs> toes into some markboard. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny because um, I was just last night. I was like, "Geez, I've been working on this thing so quickly and so feverishly." I know I just recently discovered Morkborg. Uh, so I looked into my old uh, Amazon orders and it was May of last year. So I managed to write 10,000 words and put together this 80 page compendium <laughs> uh, within <laughs> wow. that time. So 80 pages is a decent sized book and it looks nice. <laughs> it started as a zine, but you know, like once I start writing, my momentum gets ahead of me. And um, before I know it, oh my goodness, this is going to be 80 pages 10,000 words i can no longer call this a zine so <laughs> <laughs> well, it is going to be a hardback yeah, i'd like to hear a little bit more about it as most people when you read Morkborg, your mind gets blown you're like this this is incredible this is all if swedish death metal was a world this is what this is and so i got so excited kind of i started by thinking okay i need i need to make something in this world because I had been writing those role-playing games, uh, the Ready Play game system, where each one is a completely different location, scenario, rule set. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, I need to do something within Morkboard because I want to be a part of this world. So I started off by thinking well, the simplest way is to just do a compendium, just some random magic items, random NPCs, locations, uh, stuff that can be uh, dropped into different GM storylines. And as I was doing that, I was going through some of my older illustrations I'd done for the tarot decks and oracle decks I create, uh, found some great art that I could just kind of tweak and make it a little more punk rocky to fit yeah. in there. But then as I was working on this, I realized there's no reason to not also create a storyline that connects all these disparate elements together. So the GM can use this as an entire adventure or just take things out separately. So the book itself I ended up putting together uh, is organized kind of in chapters. There's like the NPCs chapter, the treasures chapter, locations chapter, uh, and then a new thing I created for the system called ailments, which is kind of like diseases your characters can get, your players can get that evolve over time, over a series of days. Uh, and for the game, I also created new uh, character sheets that have a space to track all of that. And so uh, an example of one of those ailments that I can uh, kind of explain how it works. I've got one here that I call sanguidulci, which is Latin for sweet blood. Sweet um, blood. <laughs> <laughs> so the way these diseases work is the GM has a description of what's going to happen uh, on day one, what'll happen on day two, what'll happen on day three, four, etc. And at a certain point, the GM will actually be able to show the whole page to the players so that now that it's like fully uh, manifested itself in the player, the player will get an idea of what they're now dealing with. But oh. I like the idea that the players will only learn little bits as their body transforms as a result oh, wow. of this. 
Uh, you don't have any idea what page Sweet Blood is, the Sweet Blood is on at the top of your oh. head. <laughs> yeah, if you have the PDF with you, it's going to be page twenty six. Page twenty six. I'm, I'm 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 rushing through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I just was curious. I wanted to check it out. No, it look like us. I I'm, I'd like to know about some of the layout and the design you've done here and the art mm -hmm. and everything because it, it it's pretty solid looking book. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually way more of a challenge than I expected because like what blew my mind most about Morkborg when I read that first core book was that it it spits in the face of all design rules you're supposed to learn as a designer. And that was such a fun challenge. And it was definitely a challenge. So normally the way I would design products as a graphic designer and illustrator is I would do my writing in a Google Doc, uh, format in a way that I can easily import all that data into InDesign where I already have all my layouts done and then just export from there and I'm good to go. But with this, I have to <laughs> go from the Google Doc break each paragraph or sentence into its own object in Adobe Illustrator, export all of those pages as transparent images into Clip Studio Paint, which is my illustration software, uh, and then draw everything on top of those pages and then export all that stuff to InDesign to create the book. So anytime I find a typo somewhere, I have to go fix the Google Doc and then export like eight steps along the way to get back to that. So it's a huge labor of love. And as I said, I worked feverishly putting the thing together and I'm incredibly proud of uh, all the ridiculous amount of work and illustrations and layout stuff I did to make this book. So uh, I, I've got a, I've got another question now. From yeah. Flip Studio Paint is new to me. Is that like a oh, yeah. is that vector raster based or how does that how does that because I'm not. It's both actually. It, it's it's the industry mm -hmm. standard for manga. Mm -hmm. uh, so it has a lot of amazing tools for creating books. In fact, like. Like, so you can have each page as its own document, tie them together, and then you can design them as full spreads as well as export them as individual pages. And then it also has 3D tools that let you visualize what your book would look like as a 3D object and flip through the pages and reformat your covers and change widths and stuff like that. It's really a powerful tool. A lot of the documentation's in Japanese, so you have to use Google Translate to kind of figure out what you're oh, looking no. at sometimes. <laughs> but it's great. Every You can create a raster layer or a vector layer yeah. within the same document. So that makes it very easy to like, if you have a weaker computer, you can do smaller layers and then export them as big as you want. But it's, I highly recommend you checking out. Actually, it's 60% off right now because they just released 2.0. Um, oh, nice. so, and it's just a one-time <laughs> payment. Anyways, oh, nice. great piece of software. That, that that does work. You started doing your own, cranking your own stuff out with your from your your uh, I guess company or or from yeah. a chain assembly. Started putting your own stuff out. You did a lot of like tarot cards and stuff like that. You're a designer by by trade, yeah, an illustrator yeah. by trade. And you got quite a few interesting things besides just the book that are involved in the Kickstarter as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to start off to begin with is since I already make oracle decks and tarot decks i have all of the illustrations that i have in the book as individual oracle cards in a deck that the gm can use to hand off to their players as a player aid i purposely didn't put any text describing the items or locations or uh, npcs on those cards so that gms could easily use them for any scenario uh, and to extend to that uh, some of the stretch goals on the kickstarter project i am going to be having uh, guest writers uh, such as Zach Goins from World of Game Design, to write scenarios that utilize those same illustrations on those cards so that they can uh, get a little, your GMs can get a little more use out of them too. Excellent. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So 
the the cards, and then there's the there's going to be the yeah, hardback book, and is there character sheets? There's um, I've got uh, an embossed uh, vegan leather journal with uh, metallic red edges on the cards. Uh, I'm sorry, on the pages, and the pages all have a uh, dot grid matrix on each page, so you can kind of use them to design maps, as well as the the logo on the bottom right. The logo for the system is two praying hands. <laughs> um, I've got uh, aluminum bookmarks. Uh, limited edition Rizograph prints. So uh, the game, I uh, one of the first things I wanted to do was design a kind of a promotional poster for it that looked like an Italian horror movie. Uh, and there's a, uh, a print shop near me that has Rizograph printers, which were like uh, popular in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. So I really wanted to have an excuse to get something done over there. Uh, so I got that. Uh, the same art from those posters are also uh, available as silkscreen shirts. I've got an enamel pin that also uses that prayer hands logo and all of that is available too in a limited edition collector's box, which mm -hmm. is a big black murdered out uh, box <laughs> that has the uh, spot UV of that praying hands logo with Morkborg on the bottom left and my company logo on the bottom right. Oh, that's yeah. It, it, and I'm looking at the pictures of, of a lot of that, at least the, or the promotional photograph. It, it's looks yeah. sharp. It looks sharp. The box Thanks, looks yeah. nice. It, it is impressive. Now, I'd like to look a little bit at this. There's some random charts in here. Is there anything <laughs> that we could maybe, uh, maybe yeah, yeah. That we might want to take a look at over the rest? Yeah. So, uh, well, towards the bottom uh, or the end of the book, I've got one chart that defines uh, weather um, and one that defines random encounters. Uh, these encounters are really just story based. They're not so much like, I don't know, super dramatic, uh, going to affect your storyline. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of add flavor to the world. So let's go ahead and roll two d20s and pretend it's the start of the player's day. All right. I got, I can roll one. I got one right here. I've got a six. Okay. Um, I got a 16 and an 18 on the two that I rolled. I got, hold on <laughs> a second. I got a six, a six and a 13. Okay. Am I looking at, so I'm, I'm down here. I'm sorry. I got spirit visitor forge. Am I, uh, which one am I looking for? Yeah. So Wait start, uh, yeah. Start with the spirit visitor, uh, okay. number 13. All right. So spirit visitor, choose a player somehow for just a moment. You've forgotten how to breathe. Your lungs instantly shrivel up and all the air escapes your body, causing you to fall to your knees, feeling like dried fruit. They slowly stretch back into place as your shallow breaths return to you. And so now the player has contracted NPC disease, which you'll find on A5. <laughs> and that is an ailment I created where uh, whenever, it's more of a magical uh, thing, whenever the player says the word out, they're shunted out of their body and the GM controls that player oh, while yeah. the uh, player just watches on. Um, if they can do specific toughness D DRs, they'll be able to uh, uh, kind of make other people lose their breath. Uh, but anytime the player says the word in, they get shunted back in, but it's up to the player to kind of figure out what the trigger is on that scenario. Okay. And then, so on the final or second to last page, there's page 74 is going to be the weather chart. So, uh, one through 10 is the day is as dull and the sun as elusive as ever. If we went with the, uh, 18 I drew, it would be, uh, I rolled, it would be yellow air. A tasteless, silent miasma hangs in the air, refracting the sunlight to an explosion of amber and gold. Shadows are lightened and brightness is muted, creating a yellow world of little contrast. 
I didn't roll it, but I really like the inverted rain one you have on here. (laughs) It's strange, dizzying sensation to see moisture gather up from the ground and shoot into the sky. Sometimes you can't tell if you're coming or going. I appreciate that. It's kind of cool. (laughs) That's inspired by that scene in um, Forrest Gump when he's talking about all the rain in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we just watched that like like a year or so ago. I hadn't seen it since the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) What there seems to be uh, like we had talked about like uh, hmm, what's the word? I'm, I'm I'm searching. I'm racking my brain for the proper word. The, an atmosphere you're going for or yeah sort of yeah so kind of um when, when i decided to try all of these disparate things into a storyline i thought to myself what would it really be like if you were in this world in a world where everybody has decided the world is ending and it's the dark ages so even if it didn't end it's still not that great uh and i figured if it most people if they believe in an afterlife they're going to do whatever they can to prepare for that afterlife uh i don't think they're just going to go crazy and party i think they're going to try and make sure that they do whatever they can to be set up for success when the world ends and they make it to their new everlasting kingdom or whatever it is so what i did was i created a pilgrimage that is a rumor that everybody finds out about And on this pilgrimage, you are promised to receive absolution at the end of it. So I have some kind of like moral quandaries they come along, (laughs) they face along the way. And they're eventually trying to make it to this temple run by this deacon who can supposedly swallow your sins and give you peace uh, so that you're prepared to die as it ends. So that is basically the storyline that ties everything together kind of inspired by the Camino del Santiago in Spain. Yeah, so I kind of had different locations they're visiting, different things happening in those locations, different characters they're visiting. But uh, when the characters are doing the character creation or your players are doing character creation in the beginning, one of the things they're going to have to decide is what is the sin that they hate so much that they're going on this path? And that will eventually come into play towards the end of the game when the GM gets to that phase. But everyone has some type of secret that they may not want to share with the other players. You said some moral quandaries. I like moral quandaries. Is there anything you can tell me about some of the moral quandaries we might find? (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't want to ruin it for the storyline, but you can uh, read about it in the, uh, let's see, what page is that? (laughs) Um, When you get to the uh, the Muck River, which is about four pages worth of uh, location stuff, that's where the players have uh, an important decision to make. Yeah, so that'll be page 64. Excellent. Well, we're coming about on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can check out some other stuff? If you anything you got out there, we can follow you online and, and check yeah. out some of your other works and whatnot. Sure. So everything I do, I I do under the name Chain Assembly. So you can find me at chainassembly.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram at chainassembly. Um, and if you wanted to hit the remind me button on this Kickstarter page, you can easily get to it by going to bit.ly slash wobblies mb for morkborg bit.ly slash wobblies mb all lowercase i want to thank you for coming back on it's been great getting a chance to talk to catch up thanks shane i I love listening to your episodes i learned so much from you and the people you have on and uh i'm excited to be a part of it (laughs) thank you i appreciate that really means a lot to me if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobblies and Wizards.com is our blog. I'm on 
Twitter and TikTok at Logar Hail, yeah, Logar Hail Crump, <laughs> and our Patreons, Patreon.com backslash Wildlies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.